0: Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Thank you and welcome back to Out With Dan. I'm so excited to have C. Travis, rice is pen name for christopher rice's new gay series sapphire sunset is the first book out welcome chris thank you for having me dan it's great to be here oh i'm so excited i was telling you just before i hit the record button that i'm a big romance fan and this mm-hmm. romance was so sweet and in a couple of places was very very steamy and i enjoyed mm-hmm. that as well mm-hmm. say so,
1: how did you enjoy writing romance Oh, I loved it. It wasn't my first romance, but it was my first full-on gay romance. I had written a kind of across the spectrum a few years ago, It's mostly novellas, uh, for the same publisher actually okay. as this, Blue Box Press, and uh, Thousand and One Dark Nights. And but this was the first time I was doing it with two men, and nobody was a shapeshifter, and <laughs> <laughs> you know it was uh, there were no magic candles or spells. There was nothing. It was the first non-paranormal storyline i had written in a while and i forgot how much i love to just dive into interpersonal relationships but to do it with two men trying to build a relationship was not something i'd ever done i'd written a lot about queer characters of all stripes but building a relationship that was very different everything i had done uh, previously with any kind of gay couple was in service of a thriller or a mystery mm-hmm. Right. Right? And so the relationship always had to take a backseat. This was, this was completely new.
0: It was refreshing in the fact that I felt like both of these characters I adored right off the bat. They came with, they came with their own background. All of us do. But I found that they were fully capable of standing on their own two feet Mm -hmm. and their situation that brings them together. More than Mm -hmm. one time, is it's a human situation that happens. But I love the fact that these were two characters that you could root for from Mm -hmm. right out of the right out of the box. You know, right? Was was that easier or harder to write? And I ask these questions because I think romance has a different vibe to it than most books, at least Mm -hmm. in my experience. And I so I'm wondering what the the romance portion was what excited you about these two main characters it's really
1: i don't want to say it's easy but it comes more easily to me as a writer to make characters that are easy to root for when they're trying to save the world or trying to save their town it's a different thing to root for two characters who are trying to get a relationship together because if you don't write it well it just uh looks self-indulgent on behalf of the characters right and so I think a lot of romance writers go for the relatable, right? They want to put uh, heroes and heroines out there that you can deeply identify with, and that can divide up the audience into different segments and mm-hmm. different subgenres and whatever. Some people identify more with contemporary, and some people identify more with shapeshifters because they feel like outsiders. So that's all well and good, but I think to get, to bring you two men that you can root for that you actually want to end up together. Um, is, is challenging and I'll tell you, I think this is a potentially controversial thing to say, but I think we're just now starting to see a, a, an increasing number of queer men reading male-male romance or what has always been called male-male romance. Mm-hmm. And I think for a while there was a block there because for some we're just reflexively dismissive as I once was of reading anything that was not written by a man, right? Or, or, or was written by a cisgendered woman. Right. And, uh, i got over that by reading a lot of it and seeing how authentic and and resonant it was to me but there's a lot of work out there that just writes about two beautiful perfect men finding each other and for a lot of us queer men that's no different than taking an anxiety producing walk through a a trendy gym in chelsea or west hollywood it's like we'll, we'll go to that place why do i need to see somebody for whom everything else is already working out work out again, and I think it would be the same if you were talking to a a straight female romance fan and said, if all the books you were presented with in romance were about Victoria's Secret model, trust fund babies, finding the man of their dreams, you might not be able to relate either. So I tried to layer in with these two guys um, some things that were fundamental to their identities as as queer men that were going to potentially keep them apart if they weren't addressed. And I don't want to, you know what I'm talking about, but I don't want to spoil too much. But some, and to deal with some of that, that reality, that, so all that was, to answer your question, that was pretty challenging to get that all in there and to do it in a way that didn't feel like a lecture.
0: I'm glad you said that. And I asked, I asked the question for that specific reason, because I agree with you that I think that sometimes we read things and to me, it can be too easy Mm -hmm. or the people are they're So they need fixing so badly. They have to come together to make a whole that that works, I guess, if that's what you want to read. It's not necessarily what I want to read. I stand on my own two feet. Love would be an added extra. Yes. And that's something to work for and to fight for and all that. But sometimes when it's, I don't, me personally, I don't feel like I need someone to complete me. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I, that's the way I felt about your characters. I thought that their coming together was fantastic, but mm-hmm. they didn't need the other to complete them. You know, yeah. they each came. They came with a lot of strengths, which was so important to to see. And they also came with parents that loved them. Their mm-hmm. parents were different, but they loved them, and that is always a, a beautiful thing. I was fortunate. That that's the way I grew up. Mm-hmm. I do realize not everyone grew up that way, but I do like to see that part of life represented.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And I had read a lot of gay romances where the families were the obstacle. And and there is in book 2 in this series which is coming out in September Sapphire Spring, there is a parent who is very much an obstacle. But I don't want to do it every time out and I don't want to read it every time out either and I think Um, there could be a tendency in a lot of queer romances to really front load a lot of homophobia up front, like a lot and and more than I want to read in a romance. And I think a lot of it's well-intentioned on behalf of the Mm -hmm. writer because they want to show they've done their homework and they're they're not making it too easy, like Mm -hmm. you said. But at the same time, it would be like if every straight romance began with an act of sexual violence against the woman, it's like, I don't want to read about a gay bashing every time out or a hideously homophobic, relative but that said the second book in this series is going to deal with those issues head on but that will kind of be the book that deals with those issues so you can skip it if you don't want
0: to <laughs> read it well no i won't because yeah. i enjoyed this one so much and i already know a little bit about what's coming in september from right. the back of this book so right. i'm like yeah no i'm in i'm in for for sure right. and just so everyone else knows your book does have homophobic characters or people who do homophobic things they Mm -hmm. may not be evil at the core or they may be so these two fellows uh Logan and Connor don't just skip down the street happily ever after they have obstacles they have to deal with we all have obstacles so but I thought you did it in such a a nice way that was able to honor the families and the characters as well thank you and then, of course, I loved Donnie and um, his oh yeah, profession. I I love I Donnie. Won't give that away, but I will tell you that there's sort of a line in the book where Connor sees um, some of the new security guards, and he feels like they're familiar. And I laughed loud. I was like, "Oh, I suspect they might be familiar." So, <laughs> uh-huh.
1: there, there is a lot of Donnie and that world in book three, which will be out in March. Oh and my so god! I, I, and you're the second person in a few days to bring up Donnie to me. Donnie is really one of my favorite characters. In fact, in, I tried to put Donnie into book two and it didn't work. It, he just wasn't integrated into the story. And the thing about this series that I think is important to tell people, particularly if they don't know how romance series are typically structured, is that every book really is a standalone. Every book will be a different uh, love relationship at its center. And so um, Donnie is far more tied into uh, one of the heroes of Book Three, who's a completely new character that you don't meet in one or two. All right, I like it.
0: I like it. I will tell you that I guessed wrong because I actually thought Donnie was going to figure in. I thought I had just knew exactly what the romance of Book Two was, and I guess nope. I was wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> and that's red amazing. herring. <laughs> I like I like being wrong because that keeps me it keeps me focused i think you know with romance and mystery you get sort of in my estimation you get sort of the same thing you want mm-hmm. to think you see where it's going you also i don't want to be fooled i don't right. want i don't want to get to the end of a book which there was one 2 years ago that i will not mention because it's very famous and being made into a movie and the mm. ending made me nearly throw the book against the wall because really? I got 90% through the book or 95% through the book being fooled. And I did not like that. So no, I'll discuss it with you afterwards.
1: Yes, please. <laughs> You'll have to email me the name.
0: So, but to say that, I think that in a romance, in a mystery, you take turns, you take twists, you can be fooled by something, as long as I'm not shook to my core by being fooled. So right, what happens with uncle Rodney was Mm -hmm. something I might've seen coming and as it progressed and then how it ends up, things change. Mm -hmm. And I liked that. I thought you did a great job with that character. Thank you. And I also thought, See how to put this. So the mom, so the the dad and the grandfather um Mm -hmm. are figure into the beginning of the book and it changes. And I enjoyed that. We Mm -hmm. we changed some baggage in that part. And of course, the mom, of course, I just love her and her Mm -hmm. yellow. (laughs) Yes,
1: canary yellow. Yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) I noticed the yellow more than
1: one time and I liked Mm it. (laughs) Yeah. I you know like I tried to write the ideal mom for Connor right because I knew it was she wasn't going to be the oppressive force in his life so who would she need to be for them to have a wonderful relationship and it's like because yeah, she's Connor is such a wild sparkly little thing she has to sort of bat him into place when he gets out of control and, you know <laughs> and lovingly I, so and lovingly so and you
0: know and the fact that you set the book behind the orange curtain was mm-hmm. uh, it was a nice choice uh, I I like I think. Somebody in the book mentioned something about, oh, towards the end when they're talking about weddings and they have not considered mm-hmm. Orange County. And I know yeah. when I first started reading the book, I thought, oh, O.C., it's mm-hmm. pretty and clean, but I don't really see so many romance novels set in O.C. Uh.
1: <laughs> I really went I think I went looking for them. And I, which is funny because I know a lot of romance writers said in O.C., but they're not actually setting all of their books there. But to do the type of beach resort I wanted to write about in Southern California, it doesn't really exist in LA County and it doesn't exist in Malibu. I think people who don't live here don't realize how, I don't know if hostile is the right word for it, but how rugged those coastlines actually are. I mean, well, Malibu is just all houses, right? The houses are cramped by jowl right up onto the sand. The closest, um, Santa Monica has a wonderful hotel or two of them Uh, Casa Del Mar and shutters on the beach, but they're really almost in an urban environment. They really are an urban environment. And they're, you know, big uh, sidewalks and bike paths right on the beach. And it's part of what I love about them. But the energy is very different from that kind of self-contained island without being technically an island that you find at the Montage in Laguna and the Ritz-Carlton in in Laguna Niguel. And I think because the atmosphere is going to be, um, well, a traveler's environment, you're not too constrained as a writer by the cultural realities of Orange County. But at the same time, the book deals with a lot of those, those realities. I think the most important one was there was no way to do the series without diving into um, the gay Persian community there, because there's a big Persian community in Orange County. Yes. And I have many friends who are members of it and are currently members of it. And um, that's why book two is Nasser's book, you know, and as opposed, to, I wasn't just gonna let him be the best friend, off in the corner, he really gets his own story, and it dives into what he went through growing up in Orange County as well, and what the dominant mentality was, because it's still a largely conservative place. I think the sad thing is that Laguna Beach, in the, I say in the uh, passage that you just referenced, used to have a kind of humble artist colony, very queer vibe, Yes, which is gradually been eroded but it's been eroded ironically by i think the very gentrification that we queer people introduced to the area it became a hot real estate market because we kind of fixed a lot of it up (laughs) you know when we go
0: in and clean it and paint it and make it pretty everybody
1: wants to buy
0: it and that's That's part of evolution, but I do, I agree with you, what was it, the Boom Boom Room, uh, Little Shrimp, there were all those places that were so cool to hang out, and you know, it could be a Sunday afternoon, and then of course getting back to Los Angeles
1: was murder, but uh, I made it back. (laughs) Murder, murder, murder. Yeah, it it was, was... I went to the Boom Boom Room once, I remember, and it was, uh... it wasn't the most luxurious or lavish place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was central. It was right in the middle of and go. I went back to Laguna Beach recently, largely on a research trip for the series, and it was like, wow, everything is so touristy, and I, yeah. I cannot envision drag queens hanging out on this corner. No. You know?
0: No, yeah. it's it's funny during uh, last year, I took a, a long drive down the coast from, I left from Long Beach and I went all the way down there and I was struck by the exact same thing. I mean, the, yeah. the little boom, boom room was attached to a little motel that you could walk down a staircase to the ocean. I mean, mm-hmm. it just doesn't, I, and I actually think a movie star bought the hotel as a private room. Oh, resident. is that what happened? Yeah, that that's what yeah. happened to it. So, or at least yeah. that was the story was told. So, yeah. But I do, so I agree with you because it would not, you couldn't set this type of resort here in Los Angeles. You could, but it would have to be 100% fiction. So the really really great thing about this is there are spaces in Orange County that are like this. And a lovely thing about Orange County is it's extremely clean. People Mm -hmm. take a lot of pride in living there. And so Mm -hmm. that, of course, makes a
1: perfect setting for this kind of resort because
0: family does take pride in it and it's very important to them.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's it's almost like it becomes a stage set where you can be anybody you wanna be for a weekend. You know, What's interesting is as the series progresses, it will focus more on the guests, but the first three books are all really focused on the staff, different members of the, the hotel staff, which is I think the way to really give it life. But as I get into maybe telling shorter stories and novellas in the world, it's like, who are you going to be at Sapphire Cove for a weekend? Again, it's not entirely constrained by its surrounding environment because the guests largely make up the dynamic of the hotel and they're always changing over. But I think, you know, the sea caves that are referenced, the little crescents of beach, the mountains, the bluffs, you know, I think the thing that really struck me on my last visit was how close those mountains are to the shore. There's really not that stretch from Dana Point to Laguna. There's not a lot of land to play with. They're building ever more higher into those hills, but the houses are like,
0: oh, yeah, like I'm not gonna live up there. It, yeah. it is funny because they're not here it's a it's a very different that area is so cliffy. And mm-hmm. it's beautiful, it's breathtaking. But, you know, I don't hang out so close to the cliff. I'm a little, you know, dizzy sometimes, really. I yeah. don't want to
1: fall off, so. no <laughs> it is no, pretty. No, absolutely. I need a balcony. That's my thing. And I'm not about getting in the water. I, during the same trip, my good friend came to meet me and she's like, oh, it's so sunny. And I'm like, it's really hot. I'm like, I and I'm like, she said, that's a weird thing to say at the beach. And I said, the type of beach that I really love is like Cornwall and The Crown, you know, where they have to scarf up. and." stroll along the cliffs and maybe i'll (laughs) buy that estate just being pelted by rain and fog that's really if i'm gonna have to do a beach full time that's my kind of beach but i also love being down and visiting that that sort of sunny sparkling landscape it is beautiful it is beautiful well i
0: so totally enjoyed this book i'm so glad thank you i am just beyond thrilled and i'm already looking forward to september but once again The book is Sapphire Sunset, and I will Mm -hmm. never be a model on Price is Right, I'm sure of that. So uh, it's wonderful, Chris. Thank you so much for joining me. Do you want to share website, social media?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and the the biggest social media thing I really do is a podcast with my brilliant best friend, Eric Shaw Quinn, who is also a New York Times bestselling author, and we put out new episodes every Sunday tdps presents christopher and eric and you can find those at the dinnerpartyshow.com or on the podcast platform of your choice and eric is a great writer and you should check out his books at ericshawquinn.com and i'm i my instagram i think is christopher.rice.writer and i think that's also my facebook i really instagram and facebook are where I, i tag team the social media Sphere. Sure. The Twitter, I'm less. I'm, I'm less excited <laughs> about.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be threatened all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, social media is so wonderful, and it mm-hmm. is something that must be managed, yes. or ignored. You know, sometimes managed like, or ignored. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I don't really think there's an in between. So <laughs> no, there's not. Perfect. Thank you once again for joining me, Chris. And Thank hang you, on again. for me just a minute. Thank you for joining me with. For Out With Dan, and see you soon. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, Dan, and on Instagram and Facebook at Go Out With Dan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan.